Hey guys, I'm Megan Pistetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic, the second episode of the week, the second episode of the day. I am doing my second recording today, so bear with me. What has happened this week is I pushed Tuesday's episode back a day and, well, two days, and brought Friday's episode forward one day because I am going to a wedding in Byron Bay today and I want to get shit-faced off the free champagne in peace. It has been a big few weeks and I want to let my hair down and hopefully have at least one day off, one day to get drunk, one day to socialize with other humans because I haven't left my house in months and I haven't had a day off since Christmas. No joke. I have been a bigger hostage in my one bedroom inner city apartment than Melissa is in her fake TV marriage to Bryce. So I'm very excited to leave the city and go to Byron Bay and breathe in their cannabis-laced air. So today I'm spoiling you with two juicy jam-packed episodes just to keep you guys occupied whilst I'm away. I don't want you guys to get up to no good whilst I'm gone. Still keep sending me in your tips, DMs, receipts, etc. Because as you know me by now, I probably will not be able to stay away from the drama and probably will continue spilling the tea whilst I'm away because drama never sleeps. Coming up today, round two, episode 2.0. I have all the details on Amanda Mikulov's new girlfriend, but there is a scandal, a surprising plot twist no one saw coming. The Married at First Sight contracts are very different this year. I'm gonna tell you guys all about that. A friend of Jake's ex-fiance Paige has spilt even more explosive tea about Jake the super spreader snake, plus all the things Jake was doing during filming that we are not being shown. Not all is as it seems, guys. Then I have all the scandalous details about not one, but two more cheating scandals that take place this season on Married at First Sight. Yes, two more cheating scandals. Plus details about Beck's secret boyfriend she was hiding back home in Perth and the shocking way everyone else found out about it. Do not miss that. Guys, this episode is truly explosive. I know I say that every week, but this one is going to take the cake. Trust me, Dr. Dre will be shaking. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Let's get into our spotted for this episode. Bryce, I mean Gonzo, and his hostage wife Melissa were spotted watching the football on Friday night in Melbourne. Bryce was dressed head to toe in Melbourne Storm attire, despite being a Cronulla Sharks fan, so he's really flexing at the game, and they were in some sort of VIP box, so I guess Bryce is finally getting the VIP treatment he thinks he deserves. Good for him. On the same weekend, Bryce and Melissa were also spotted having lunch at Tully's in the Mornington Peninsula. Looking fucking miserable, might I add. Like, would it hurt these two to smile once in a blue moon? Melissa... Blink twice if you need saving. 
And honestly, these two are not even trying to hide the fact that they are together now. Like, what contract, Channel 9? Oh my god, oh my god. This week, Amanda Mikolev went public with her new girlfriend, Lana. I wouldn't normally promote the Daily Mail on this podcast because they act like I don't exist and refuse to credit me, as you've seen me ranting about on Instagram. Sorry, not sorry. But seriously, go to their website and take a look at the setup pap shots Amanda did with her new girlfriend. Just a warning, it is not safe for work. Wear protection. Now, before you say... How do you know they were set up? Could it the paps have just happened to stumble across Amanda dry humping this girl in the park on the Gold Coast? No, that is not how this works. Trust me, I know. Actually, trust me, anyone with a brain would be able to tell. I guess when the GoFundMe fails, you've got to try to make a quick buck elsewhere. But regardless of that, it is great viewing. Grab the popcorn and go and take a look at those pictures. They are iconic. But... What was even better than the pictures was the announcement that Amanda made on Facebook that coincidentally was posted at the exact same time the paparazzi pictures were dropped. What can I say? The universe works in mysterious ways. Let me read it out to you now. I've got to do my best Amanda Mikola voice. Actually, no, I won't. I won't put you guys through that. My monotone voice is bad enough. She wrote, Lana, you took my world by complete surprise. While I was quite content being single and going on occasional dates, I never expected us to hit it off the way we have. Our first date, (laughs) Burley Hill with a green juice on a picnic rug with a bush turkey who almost attacked us, lol. Oh my God, she's copied me. I was attacked by a bush turkey first. How dare she? To say you tick all the boxes is a bit of an understatement. I've never met anyone as invested into love and open to all the possibilities that come with it as much as you. I love us. I love how much we laugh or the way you tap your finger on your lips when you're saying goodbye on FaceTime. I love how sooky you get when I need to go off the phone. I love that you're spiritual and kind and grounded. I love your eyes and your lips and your laugh. This is like a bad Valentine's Day card or something like pass me the bucket. Yuck. If anyone, male or female, ever shows me this much affection, kill me now. I love that tat on the base of your bum cheek and how we have the same crooked canine tooth in the same spot, lol. Oh, and the fact that we're both allergic to penicillin. I'm looking forward to sharing you with the fans. Um, sorry, what fans? And having fun with this whole social media thing. What with your like Russian bot followers? Sorry, I had to have a spicy mark to get through this second recording and I'm being a bit of a bitch. Apologies in advance. She writes, and more privately, building a real life together. I've always dreamt I could have it all. You have... (laughs) You have and hold the kind of qualities I've searched for in a partner for so long. It's so effortless with you. You want what I want and you love what I love. Thank you for being kind and a little crazy for me as I am a little crazy for you. I love you. Love heart, duck, love heart, duck, love heart, duck, love heart, duck emojis. Look, if Amanda's GoFundMe ever fails, which it already has, she could probably get a job at Hallmark writing Valentine's Day cards. I mean, Amanda, that is literally your calling. Look, if being allergic to penicillin and having the same crooked canine tooth in the exact same spot, might I add, if that is not an indicator of true love, I honestly don't know what is. 
nothing, and I repeat, nothing connects you to a loved one like allergies to penicillin. Now, after these photos were released slash sold, I had two people contact me with versions of events that just do not add up to Amanda's version of events. The first person wrote, Amanda had been seeing my friend since January. My friend realized she was wanting to make a big deal about it on social media, as Amanda just mentioned in that post she wrote, but she isn't like that, so let her know. My friend went on a date with her late last week even, I think March 8, and then the next day saw her upload a story of her on another date. My friend told her that she isn't down to be a second option. Not even kidding. This morning, Amanda reached out to my friend. Of course, my friend ignored her. Amanda must have been trying to keep her calm before this staged relationship came out. The photo Amanda posted on March 7 about her outfits is the same weekend she went on a date with both women. Amanda has been recently sending voice messages blowing up. Girl, I know the feeling. Amanda, the notorious voice memo sender. If you haven't already, go back through the So Dramatic archives and listen to episode 14 and 12, where Amanda sent me abusive voice memos. It was the episodes that truly put me on the map. I am forever grateful to Amanda for sending me those. I hope you feel good about yourself for slamming me on your page. Do you understand? You wouldn't have the first fucking clue of what's going on in my life not right now. Not a clue. All right? Stay tuned for my post that I'm about to post so you can find out what the fuck's really happening and why I asked for financial help. You heartless piece of shit. Now, another person dished to So Dramatic. They said, a DJ I know called Nat Noise was dating Amanda's girlfriend two weeks ago. So there is no way Amanda and Lana have been together for two months as she claims. Wow. Amanda's love life is harder to keep up with than her appointments to the nail salon. Oh my God. Oh my God. Let's talk about Married at First Sight again. (laughs) What else is there to talk about really? So COVID made things a lot different for Married at First Sight cast members this year, as we've heard. They were very restricted in what they could and couldn't do, and they didn't have as much freedom as previous years, which basically translates to no benders in hotel rooms with other cast members, Michael Goonan style. One contestant explained the strict rigmarole to So Dramatic. They said, yes, there was a lot of red tape that I think they were scrambling, trying to get around. We were in a bubble the whole time, so there was a lot less freedom. We had to get tested every single week or anytime we were doing something big and we weren't allowed to go out with other people. We had to ask before doing anything, even just getting public transport. It all had to be approved and planned well in advance. We were basically stuck in the apartment unless we went for a walk around the city, but that was as far as we could go. Previous seasons could go out as much as they liked and could even travel home on the weekends if they wanted to. Ours was a lot more restrictive and it made the experiment a lot harder because you didn't get any alone time. They basically ran out of activities for us to do. It became quite comical by the end. According to the same insider, their activities weren't the only thing that was restricted this year. Their contracts were also more restrictive than previous years. They said, producers added extra clauses to the contracts because of all the stuff that happened and came out last year. They wanted to cover their asses this year, so they had an extra clause about speaking to the media and their liability for contestants' well-being. We also had to completely hand over our social media pages and no one has access to them at all until two weeks after the reunion. They've also turned off commenting because they don't want to be liable for trolling because that is apparently what contributed to the mental health of contestants last year and they don't want to take any chances. 
I mean, I actually think that's not a bad idea. The contestants did cop a lot of hate on their social media pages last year. However, on the downside, it is so annoying that we can't tell Bryce how much of a knob he is. Hopefully he listens to this podcast. Bryce, if you're listening, you're a knob. Oh my God. Oh my God. There was explosive tea spilled about Jake, the super spreader snake, in episode 49. Go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Get those grades up. To summarize, Jake cheated on his fiance Paige just a few weeks before their real life wedding. Now, in light of this tea, another friend of Paige's has dished even more tea, telling So Dramatic that Jake is not as genuine as Channel 9 is having us to believe. They said everything about him is fake. He will be in character the whole time. Everything he's going to say will be a lie and he will act like the victim like he always does. That's just who he is. It's his job. It's what he does for a living. He's a professional public speaker. He knows exactly all the right things to say. But he will be portrayed all genuine and like the good guy because he knows everyone at Channel 9. Have you not noticed how every single promotion is about him and the cover pick is always him? Yes, I have noticed. They said Jake is full of shit and a massive fame whore. It's all for show. Everyone who knows him is laughing at how much of an act this is. Their words, not mine. Now, these claims were actually confirmed from another onset source who revealed that a lot of the stuff that Jake is doing on the show is being edited out. They are not showing any of his bad behavior. The source explained to So Dramatic, producers had a very specific character that they wanted Jake to be. So anything that went against that, they're not showing. For example, Beck and Jake were in the bath on their honeymoon and Jake admitted he cheated on his ex-fiance Paige because he was unhappy in their relationship, but they never showed it. Apparently, he does a lot worse throughout the season, but that will also not be shown. Aside from it not fitting in with his character, the producers also don't want to be accountable if his charity fails as a result of his edit. They know that he's in a position to take legal action if they make him look bad and if his business falls apart because of the show. So they're painting him as the golden child. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus on the case again this week, guys. So we've already had one cheating scandal during this season of Married at First Sight. That was with Coco and Cam, as we know. Now I can reveal that we are going to get not one, but two more cheating scandals. Yes, there are three cheating scandals this season. Let me blow your mind Eve style now. Spoiler alert ahead. Obviously, this whole podcast is basically a spoiler. Skip ahead now if you're a loser who doesn't want to get the tea before it airs on the show. So the first cheating scandal involves, drum roll please, Booker and Jake. But this cheating scandal actually happened after filming had wrapped. It took place on New Year's Eve 2020 slash 2021. So a little bit of a backstory to this before we get into it. I need to get you guys up to speed first. So Jake and Beck surprisingly make it all the way to the end of filming. They go to the final vows and both choose to stay. Shock horror, I know. I personally think that that is the biggest plot twist of the entire season. It's honestly more shocking than three cheating scandals put together. Anyway, we digress. One contestant dishes, Jake and Beck decide to give things a proper shot this week on the show and they actually end up going great. 
Jake stands up for Beck against Bryce at the dinner party this week and Beck was really impressed and started to like him after that. They make it all the way to the end and continue dating after filming wrapped. So yes, they stayed together after the final vows and they were trying to see if it could work over summer, but it never really kicked off into a proper full-blown relationship. Okay, so cue to New Year's Eve where Booker, Jake, Beth, and a number of their other friends spent New Year's Eve together in Perth. At this point, Beck and Jake were still together, but Beck was actually away with friends for New Year's, so she didn't attend the party. At midnight, Jake and Booker shared a sloppy, drunken kiss. According to someone who was at the party, they said Jake also kissed Beth that night, then Beth and Booker kissed, and then Jake and Booker kissed as well. It was a friendly kiss, but apparently they locked lips for a few seconds more than everyone else did, so it seemed like it was a little sus and a little friendlier than a friendly kiss. However, Booker's bridesmaid Madeline has assured so dramatic that this was just a friendly peck. She said, They were at a close friend of Booker's New Year's Eve party and it's tradition that they all give each other a New Year's Eve peck. Everyone had a peck. Beth and Jake, Beth and Booker, Booker and Jake. What is being said about there being a romance in the kiss is an absolute lie. I've hung out with Booker and Jake since then a few times and I can guarantee that there is no romance at all and never was. It's like, guys... Can we just grow up a bit and normalize being affectionate with your friends? Question mark. A New Year's Eve peck does not mean two people have the hots for each other. Booker gave pecks to all of her friends that night. It actually would have been super suspicious if she didn't give one to Jake. Now, this kiss was all captured on camera. Praise be. And Beth uploaded the footage to her Instagram. The source explains... The next day, Beck saw the footage when she viewed Beth's Instagram story and was not happy about it. Beck dumped Jake not long after this happened, but it wasn't because of the kiss. Because once her anger died down, she realized she couldn't be angry about a New Year's Eve peck. She dumped him because of the way he behaved after it. Jake was blaming Beck for his behavior that night and trying to play the victim, saying it didn't happen, even though Beck had seen the footage. This all comes out at the reunion and is a huge storyline. Grab the popcorn, guys. This is going to be more drama than a van full of drag queens on the way to a wig sale. Drama.com. Now, let's get into cheating scandal number three. This one involves Beck and an ex-boyfriend she allegedly met up with during filming. So let me get into the backstory of this one. According to a number of sources, Beck had a secret boyfriend waiting for her back home. A friend of Beck's dish to So Dramatic... Beck had a boyfriend before the show named Ben. She was in a relationship prior to getting the call to be on MAFs and was dying to go on the show. So they had an arrangement that she could go on for three weeks or something like that just for the clout. Now they're back together. Apparently he was happy to wait for her. She's been out and about in Perth since filming ended and she's told people that they're back together. Now a Facebook post has also emerged of Beck going Facebook official with Ben back in June 2020. Filming commenced in September 2020. So she was Facebook official with him just three months before filming her wedding to Jake. As we know, social media is a language that I'm fluent in, that you guys should all be fluent in too. And Facebook official is the relationship equivalent of having a blue tick on Instagram. Although considering some people who have blue ticks out there, that is kind of questionable. Anyway, we digress. However, one of Beck's friends has denied all of this to So Dramatic, saying Beck and Ben were never even official. They said Beck and Ben were seeing each other from May to June last year. They met in April. Beck was seeing someone else before Ben, but that ended badly and she turned to Ben as a sort of rebound. Ben broke it off with Beck for working too much and choosing to go out instead of sitting at home with him all the time. 
Ben had commitment issues. At the end of the day, he decided he wanted to be single. Well, that was the excuse he gave Beck when he broke it off with her anyway. They just weren't a good fit in terms of their lifestyles. They're still good friends and they still hang out all the time now. I then asked about the Facebook status and they said... That was done after Beck and Ben had just met at a party and everyone was egging them on to be in a relationship saying, it's not official until it's Facebook official. (laughs) True. Then the very next day, he actually told her that he wasn't ready for a relationship and wanted to take it back. Also known as can't message other girls with a status anymore. Beck was pretty heartbroken from the rejection, but respected the honesty. And so she went back to just being no strings attached situation with him. Now, the next plot installment to this Harry and Meghan scale scandal, Beck also attempted to quit the show midway through production because her dog had fallen sick. One contestant explains, producers talked her out of quitting and instead allowed her to take a break from filming and go home to look after her dog. Her dog had a third degree clog and heart murmur. He's on medication still now and needs a pacemaker put in. Jake offered to go with her, but she said no. They communicated via Zoom in the interim. Now, this takes us up to where the cheating scandal took place. So during this trip away, producers made Beck and Jake stay in contact through video diaries. So whilst Beck was back home visiting her sick dog, her and Jake had to do video diaries every day. One source, a friend of a contestant, explains, Towards the end of the show, producers told Beck that her attitude towards Jake wasn't going to be aired in her favor. So Beck starts sending in sweet videos about Jake, trying to paint herself and their relationship in a good light, even saying they caught up two weeks earlier and were still in love. Then during one of the videos, Beck thinks she's turned it off, but accidentally films herself going over to a sofa and making out with someone who is not Jake. Holy guacamole. I hope this is true. I hope this happens. I will literally have a cardiac arrest if this happens. This is iconic. So apparently the cast found out about it and it's going to be brought up on camera at the reunion. They're going to air the footage and everything. Oh my God. I need to get my hands on that footage. This is fucking gold. The cast were in so much shock, as I am now, that they actually asked the producers if they'd set it all up. And the producers were like, nope, we just found the footage. This is so, like, I'm so glad it's like something that has never been done before. Like, it's iconic, original, unique content. Steven Spielberg could not even make this storyline up. Absolute gold. A second source, this one is another contestant, has dished even more details on this incident, saying, at the reunion, they play a snippet of Beck pecking an ex-boyfriend of hers while she was back home in Perth. They had video footage of it happening because the video had been leaked. They were the last couple at the reunion to sit on the couch, and that's the last thing everyone saw. And Beck was really shook by having to talk about this thing and reveal it in front of everyone. She said that it was just a peck she gave her ex-boyfriend who was apparently just picking up her sick dog. There wasn't much really said about it after that and Beck just said, whatever, it doesn't matter, we're over anyway. She made out like it wasn't the big deal everyone was making it out to be. There was no sex involved, it was just a quick peck between her and her ex. But it must have been pretty bad because Jake ends up walking out of the commitment ceremony and apparently he was really hurt by it, especially because Beck had got so upset about the New Year's Eve kiss that he'd had with Booker. This is all too much. Someone pass me the sage now. When I go to Byron, I'm honestly checking in for energy healing. Actually, book me a trip to the sage farm. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. And that is more than enough for one day, for one week, for one lifetime. Do not at me with being late with the Tuesday episode because I've definitely made up for it with these two explosive episodes. 
Guys, you know the drill. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, review. Five stars only, of course. And share this episode around like a virus, the virus that is Bryce. We only want A-plus students this semester. If you want daily gossip updates, follow me on Instagram at SoDramaticPodcast underscore. If you want sassy banter during Married at First Sight, follow us on Twitter at SoDramaticPod. And if you want to join our episode chat thread with all of the lols plus daily tea spilling, join the Facebook group, So Dramatic Podcast Community. And for everything else, head over to SoDramaticMedia.com, grab some merch. We're still having the 40% off sale to celebrate reaching 1 million downloads. Don't forget to use the code 1 million at checkout. And Drama Army, please keep sending in your receipts and tips, even while I'm in Byron Bay. Actually, especially when I'm in Byron Bay. I'm going to activate my out of office as soon as this episode drops. So... I'm going to be relying on you guys to keep the kettle boiling and be my interns this weekend. I need eyes and ears everywhere. We cannot let a single drop of tea go to waste. And by waste, I mean another outlet. And I'll probably still end up working during my trip because let's be honest, drama never sleeps and I'm a control freak. Let's hope that this time when I'm in Byron, I do not get attacked by another bush turkey or run into Jamie Doran. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. I will be back in your ears on Tuesday, I promise. And I've actually got a huge interview already planned, already scheduled for Tuesday. So make sure you tune in for that. It is going to be explosive. Goodbye, good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. (laughs) So Dramatic with Megan Pacetto.